welcome to episode 22.5 of the Never Heard of It podcast, a mini-episode. I'm Sean Harwell, joined by... Craig Moorhead, and this is the mini-episode where we talk about the small things that have not fallen through anyone's cracks as of yet. They're so teeny and tiny and cute. Mm. Craig, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? I'm excited to hear what you're, you're going to guide me through today. Yeah, I've got a few, I've got a few things... You know, no big whoop. Let let me hear about it. Lay it on me. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I haven't kept up with the news a whole lot this week so far. So okay. tell me what I'm I'm missing here. Uh, first things first. Looks like early next year we'll be watching a sequel to Train Spotting. We'll be watching Train Spotting Two. Train Spotting Two. That's right. They came out with a teaser, didn't they, to announce that the <laughs> it was about to start shooting. That it was about to start shooting, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same cast, same director. I really liked the original movie. Um, uh, it was at a very impressionable time for me. So seeing that as a movie was one of those movies that made me feel like, wow, you can do anything in a movie. Uh, Sean, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about there being a sequel to a movie like Train Spotting? What are the unanswered questions that you can't wait to find out? I think the biggest question will be one of relapse. Because, yeah, it was such a, a stirring portrait of the heroin world, specifically in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't separate that movie from its location. I don't know if drugs aren't involved in this movie. Am I going to care? I don't know. That's a good question. But I feel like right. they probably will be. You know, you got the Agreed. whole cast coming back. I don't know why you would tell a sequel unless it had something to do with drugs. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious. I, I want to know what happened to Renton and Begbie yeah. uh, now that they're, you know, what, 20 years older, I guess, probably. We're almost there. Right around there, yeah. And I, I have to imagine that there's no way in hell Danny Boyle would do this unless there wasn't a, a decent script. I, I I respect the hell out of him as a filmmaker. You know, I... I I don't love every movie he's made, but they're always pretty darn interesting to look at and usually filled with some interesting stuff going on. So I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to give this one the benefit of the doubt. I think it's time. I, you know, we, we've seen the movie landscape change pretty significantly, I think, since the heyday of the 90s in the Miramax world when they took over everything and started winning Oscars. And we had Pulp Fiction and we had Train Spotting and such quick secession. So I say bring it on. I think that teaser is too much of a teaser. I don't know that that needs to exist, to be quite honest. <laughs> I would rather actually just wait and see some footage. But yeah, yeah I'm in. How about you? Uh, I feel the same way. It's okay. one of those things where the fact that they're making a sequel to a movie that isn't, it's not a worldwide phenomenon. It was a well-received movie, but it wasn't, it didn't blow the doors off of anything. It's been 20 years. Um, Just the fact that it's the same director, same people, and and they're making a sequel to something that generally I was not even expecting there to ever be a sequel for, that alone makes me want to see it. So, yeah, I'm definitely on board. Be interested to see. What does a sequel look like that's not just trying to please an audience and make hundreds of millions of dollars? You know, maybe the trick is like any sequel, specifically one for whatever reason, this is ridiculous. I just thought of Harry Potter, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so imagine Harry Potter, you know, the first one, 
you don't know what magic look like looks like well neither does harry potter and so you're walking into that world with him and, and experiencing that with that main character and in train spotting i think you kind of get the same thing unless you're a junkie you probably don't know what it feels like to take heroin you sure. watch that movie you get a pretty decent idea you know yeah. of or at least what these characters you know genuinely feel going through that experience yeah. I don't. How do you replicate that with something else? You know, right? Um, because if it doesn't have that sort of unhinged joy to it, I think that would be a shame. I think that would be a missed opportunity. And I mean, that's what I want from a train spotting sequel. I want that fucking you're going off the rails and, and anything can happen, and you're going into some dark places. But man, these guys are going to enjoy it for a while. You know, um, yeah. so I, I want to see how they do that. I'll be I'll be there. Agreed. Front row. No, I don't I don't sit front row, dude. No, oh, back row. No, I'm I'm right in the middle. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. That's cool. All right, moving on. There's a new Ghostbusters trailer. You just watched it. I did. You saw the first Ghostbusters trailer. I did. You're aware that there's a new Ghostbusters movie that's coming out. I am. Uh, you've come to terms with the fact that the cast is female. Uh, that was honestly the only time I got excited about a new Ghostbusters movie. Yes. Because <laughs> it, it just, it felt like the original cast was never going to happen. And then obviously when Harold Ramis passed away, you know, for certain that that window is closed. And so, I, yeah, I was just relieved and excited that they were moving on from that. And I, I loved the idea of casting females. Watching this trailer, I don't know, it's, it's interesting, you know, it, it maybe it's a bit like, um, it feels familiar. It still feels like Ghostbusters. It feels like the first Ghostbusters that I'm watching here in a lot of ways. Yeah. I love that the ghosts look like the ghosts from the 80s movie. I don't love the the, the metal concert stuff. Okay. <laughs> I got to say. Like, I don't know. You know, like that just, I uh, just, you know, whatever. Like, it, that feels kind of, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt until we see the movie, but it, it doesn't strike me as being completely, like, fresh or original. It's funny you should say that because that's actually my favorite part of the trailer. Really? Okay. I, I do kind of feel like I, I, I haven't felt very strong punchlines in the trailer yet. No. Looks interesting to me. I'm definitely going to see it. I like everyone who's in it, but I haven't felt really strong punchlines yet coming from the trailer. Uh, so I'm hoping like the movie will be able to build up to some of those punchlines. It'll be a lot funnier. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with that, to be quite honest. You know, I, I don't. You know, Ghostbusters obviously has some really quotable moments, the original one, but they don't strike me as being things that I would have found completely hysterical in a trailer. I don't know. You know, I, I you're absolutely you right. Just, that's that movie is the story in those characters. And like, that's what works so well. This, I think, A, I'll be happy if they save the best jokes, not for the trailers, because that always happens. And uh be yeah just i want to get swept in i want to you know walk into this movie and and within five minutes just be comfortable with where we're at and excited for the story you know yes because that's what like i went back and actually read some of the ghostbusters script last year and it's so economically great like Mm -hmm. you know everything you need to know and the scenes are good and funny and those characters just jump off the page they're unique they're different you know what they're doing and, and and who they are within 10 minutes and you just go along for the ride, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to, I think they'll be able to pull that off. I don't see why they, they can't. I think if, if you and I had never seen Ghostbusters, if we were like 15, 
yeah, like I'd be excited about this, I think, you know? Oh, absolutely. And it looks like, yeah, with some of the ghosts, I mean, like, I, that, that's, I, I guess, the reason I'm picking on that that concert scene is clearly the ghost is played for a bit of a joke there when it's, like, standing on her shoulders <laughs> and they're walking out and somebody takes a selfie, which that, that got a laugh. But, um, yeah, like, earlier on in that trailer, like, it looks, you know, those ghosts look kind of kind of frightening and menacing. That was one of, one of the things I really liked about the first one was you had some funny ghosts and some funny monsters, and then you had the really scary ones. You had yeah. the, the, the you know, devil dogs, and you had, uh, I mean, the librarian at the beginning. The librarian, man. Scared yeah. the shit out of me when I first saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's why I like the, the rock concert. And the rock concert is is fully, you're absolutely right, like, it's it's completely a joke. It doesn't but, look like any con- rock. I mean, I've been a, you know, no, no, I, I've been I, a much share. This ain't my first rodeo. It doesn't really look like a rock concert <laughs> to me. Anyway, Agreed. I, I guess what I liked about it was, I like the the idea that the Ghostbusters are going to this rock show, and I'm I'm actually assuming a lot, and and I guess I hope this is what the joke is, but like they're going to like a death metal concert mm-hmm. where someone actually raises a demon, right? I mean that to me that's like what what a great setup. That's that's a great set piece. I can't wait to watch that. I agree. They should have just they should have consulted me to get the the details. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, well, what's look, what's yeah. the main problem that usually that it's it's not usually that bright inside of a club? Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I hope you're right. I hope that scene is hysterical. Um, yeah. Let's talk Chris Hemsworth for two seconds, please. Yeah, that's another good that, bit. I, I'm kind of excited by that idea. Mm-hmm. If he sort of like is like half the Rick Moranis character and something else entirely. Mm-hmm. I just caught the Vacation remake or re- I guess it's a sequel essentially. Yeah. Uh, with Ed Helms. I saw some of that on cable over the weekend mm-hmm. and he's in that. And I found myself kind of laughing and liking that guy and, and sort of these roles. Um, you know, I, I know he's Thor and all, but uh, I don't mind seeing him in a comedy. I think he's got some chops there. So we'll see. He's not really Thor. No, he is. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Uh, I thought he was very funny in the trailer, in this trailer. And I think, that's one of the other things I liked about it was uh, his part in particular hints at more going on in the story, obviously, than the first trailer did. So whereas the first trailer was mainly, you know, kind of slapstick and just saying, hey, remember Ghostbusters? Uh, yeah, this one definitely seemed a little more interesting. I think we both know, regardless of how this movie does, there are more Ghostbusters coming and they won't just be women. So, no, Yes, yeah, true. That's yeah, true. Let's let's enjoy this one for what it is. And, Indeed. And uh, we'll get another one next year, probably. Yeah. Most likely. All right, Sean, let's move on. Moving. Uh, We're going to go back in time. In 1980, a movie was released, Sean, uh, known as The Shining. Now, over... Walk me through this one, and this is new to me. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, just trust me on that. Okay. Is this the movie that um, was based on Room 237? Yes, it, it was sort of uh, uh, retro-based. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, over at the wonderful site Cinephilia and Beyond, yes. uh, if you dig through it a bit, you'll find a post that has Kubrick's original treatment for The Shining. Oh, wow. Now, that's very cool, and I will tip you off that there is, uh, at the very least, a slightly different ending than what we got. Was there a maze, or no? No. No. No labyrinth? Yeah. It, there was there was not a maze. It's it it's the same general idea as sort of the the ending shot of the photograph, but 
I don't know, there's just a little bit more action to it. So my question to you is, uh, this treatment, Sean, uh, every page is a brief description of a scene in the movie. Holy cow. And it's not, and it's not even a full page. It'd be like, here's a paragraph, yeah. this scene, and you go to the next, 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 next. Uh, I assume you have written treatments during mm, your career. Not like that. So he's writing a treatment, you know, for a movie that he is definitely going to make himself. Yeah. Uh, whereas I assume you would be writing treatments generally to either sell or to, uh, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll let you answer the question. When it comes to treatments, Sean, what what are what are you doing? Typically, it's to sell or to get interest from another party, an actor or someone that you're going to package the idea with. Quite often, it's it's just for myself. It's a good way to kind of start the discussion between someone else who's you know, a producer at a production company or something like that. I don't know that I've ever had to do one for a studio, like after, after a pitch. Mm-hmm. Although that's possible. I mean, sometimes the outline kind of becomes a treatment, you know, you can, they can get really long and bloated. I've had some long outlines, but that's, that's pretty cool. That's impressive. I would see the value in that for sure. If you're going to direct something, you can kind of, you know, just even imagining having that on set would be kind of nice on the day that you're filming yeah, that scene, you know, just as a reminder of, okay, this is what that scene is about aside from the script, you know? So that's cool. I think it's a useful tool. Maybe this is, and probably the only thing that separates me from Kubrick style greatness. So, uh, yeah, maybe for my next project, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. How long is a treatment generally that you are writing? Oh man, it, I feel like it's been a while. I mean, like I I did one today actually that was turning in just for, uh, you know, a TV idea, and it was three pages, right? And it's got two pictures in it, so that takes up like a paragraph <laughs> of space. Yeah, and yeah, Kubrick didn't use any pictures, man. Uh, see, well, just but so that's know. because he had boxes and boxes full of pictures, probably of ideas for the movie. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I've never done anything like that long, really. I've done you know scene yeah. by scene outlines, but yeah. um. You know, those are typically not quite that intensive. So we'll, uh, I guess, we don't really do a post with this, but maybe we can put the link for that particular post in mm-hmm. our description. Can yeah, we do that? I think we definitely should. There's some other Kubrick news that I came across now that you mentioned it. Yeah, hit me up. Uh, I think there's a very reliable rumor out there that uh, his long gestating never filmed Napoleon movie is going to be done as a miniseries for HBO by uh, Kerry Joji Fukunaga, who did True Detective. Oh, that's great. And, um, um, but obviously it was something that he was very interested in making. Also, his longtime assistant just wrote a memoir about working with him. And I read an, a brief interview with the guy, and he seemed like the nicest man in the world. And, you know, like the he talks about like the only things that he told Stanley. Like the few things they would disagree about were he didn't want any guns around him. Um, Stanley liked to shoot guns and he didn't curse. Like he, like he said, the only time he, you know, has said a curse word uh, in recent memory was when he found out that Stanley died. Um, just a, yeah, he's like the sweetest guy. He didn't watch Kubrick's movies forever, like for the longest time, which I guess was like a bit of a source. He's like, well, if I take the time to watch him, you know, and he's like, I can't just, he, he would have to, it would take him a while to watch him. Like he couldn't just sit still and sit through, you know, two and a half hours of Barry Lyndon or however long that is. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, he was like, well, if I watch him, you know, who's going to do the work that I had to do? So, I mean, it was like one of those things. So, I, I feel like uh, you'll have to find the link to that book because I feel like that's a, that's a pretty unique and interesting perspective here. It's not just somebody yeah. who is equally invested in the, maybe the artistic, creative, you know, impulses of that director in those movies. I mean, it seems like, you know, he was, he had a job to do and he was doing it. And like, you know, he was, you know, on the assistant side as opposed to, you know, like an assistant director even, or, you know, first AC or something like that, or cinematographer, producer, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that'd be worth checking out. Well, that's all the news I've got for today's mini episode, Sean. Well, that was great. The only other thing I'm going to say is, uh, and maybe we'll talk about this in a future episode. I saw the first trailer for the Exorcist TV show that's coming to Fox. Oh, and uh, starring Gina Davis and Craig. I thought it was kind of spooky. I might watch that show. I had very strong misgivings about the, even the general idea of it. But mm -hmm. I might be on board with that. We'll see. I don't know what horror on a on a you know basic cable network looks like these days. Mm -hmm. But uh, if that trailer is any indication, it looked kind of spooky. So check that out. And uh, maybe we'll hit that up on Facebook or something. Certainly will. Certainly will. Thank you very much, Sean. And yeah, so episode 22 is out there. We talk about the Charlie Chaplin film, Monsieur Verdue. Check that out as well. It's a good one. And as always, thanks for listening. You can subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at Never Podcast and on YouTube and other places. That's right. Always remember, please listen to us and Nobody kiss your else. mom's goodnight. Yeah, no one else. <laughs> Thank you. And then kiss your mom's goodnight. And then kiss your mom goodnight. Good night, Craig. Good night, Sean.